let's just say if I'm starting a new project today, what would I use? Even though I had to say the classic answer, it depends. I wanted to share my thoughts on this. Hello and welcome to Reactivity Podcast. I'm your host Kalyan and this is a show about Android development. In this show, you'll listen to the latest and greatest news, tips and experiences of Android development that can help you become a better developer. Today's episode is all about the current state of Android development. One of the fast changing fields of the software industry is the mobile development. What I mean by fast changing is that the way we design or architect our apps the tools or libraries that we use and for that matter even the platform provided options for building these apps change very often in addition to that every year these events like google io or wwdc bring a lot of new things i still remember those days where we created a new activity for each screen and made every other class a parsable just to pass around as we like and call it a day those are the early days of android development where there are just a few devices and not many apps on the store as well also there is no dedicated ide to write android apps we used to write all the logic that we have in the activity class and link it to the xml behind it to render the ui i mean those work just fine of course until the app become bigger and complex at some point it just gets harder and harder to maintain the code and fix the bugs over a decade both the platform and apps have evolved so much that we can't keep creating a new activity for everything because these days we have to support features like widgets, deep links, instant apps, sharing and switching between apps, gestures and many more. After those activity days came the most dreaded fragment days. In a way, these fragments are like a double-edged sword. If used properly, we can achieve things that are not possible with just activities alone, but at the same time it was harder to use them properly and run into a new type of bugs. These fragments stayed for a while before the android team started to bring structure to what we have today also back then there was no official guide on structuring the android apps around the same time the awesome community started helping out with their own opinionated guides and frameworks soon we had an open source library for almost everything picasso for image loading okhttp okay and retrofit for network fast adapter that made working with recycler views a lot simpler Deep linking was made easy by Airbnb's library DeepLink Dispatch. Uber did their own architecture library called Rips and RealmDB. That made it super easy to use the database compared to all the boilerplate that comes with content providers and cursors with the platform provided options. These are some of the frameworks that I can think at the top of my mind, but I'm sure that everyone of us had their own favorites. But all those days were way behind us when the Android team at Google introduced the architecture components which they now call Jetpack and basically it changed everything suddenly we all got a standard way or a pattern to write our apps rather than getting inspired by an architecture that we heard about at a meetup but to be honest even those new architecture components took their own sweet time to become mainstream I remember how badly I want to use them but they're still in alpha or preview phase to which I cannot justify being used in the production applications. Out of all the architecture components in my opinion room and view models were the much needed ones. Other frameworks in the architecture components were also great but these two are the ones that were easily adopted into every app that uses a database and want to bring in a structure to the code. I remember around the same time came the first class support for Kotlin which is again hands down one of the best thing that have happened to Android development. 
It just improved the developer productivity by making the code less verbose and less error prone to common mistakes. And without much hesitation, many apps switched to Kotlin. Later, Google started bringing everything under one umbrella with Jetpack and Android X. This specific change has added much needed version management for the libraries that the Android framework provide. Along with this versioning, they have also moved the commonly used classes like activities and fragments into these components and made them the defaults so that they can be updated regardless the platform updates. While we are still adapting to the shiny new architecture components, the new kid in the block has already arrived. Jetpack Compose Jetpack Compose essentially is an entire new way to write an app. We need to have a mental model of the state of the app because it is the state that drives the entire UI. This model is not new and we have seen a similar style of writing the apps in other frameworks like React, Flutter and even Swift UI. As usual, Compose is still in its early phases and may take a little while to become mainstream. We will definitely discuss Compose in detail in the later episode, but for now, the future is definitely bright. One thing to remember is that we cannot just use or try everything that comes out on day one. We often tend to see on Twitter and other places people sharing their experiences with the shiny new stuff and sometimes we get demotivated about not trying it already. I used to be such a person early in my career, but things have changed. You need not try all the new things that come out on the first day because each framework takes a while to come out of alpha or the beta phase. Remember, Compose was out for almost a year and it is still in the beta releases. Of course, if you have some time, you could always try them out and submit the feedback to improve these tools, but that is totally up to you and optional. Okay, now that we have covered the uh, timeline in short of the Android development, let's just say if I'm starting a new project today, what would I use? Even though I had to say the classic answer, it depends, I wanted to share my thoughts on this. If I'm starting a new side project that is my own app or the app I'm trying for something, then I would definitely start with Compose along with the new navigation library for navigation and Room as my default option for local storage. Hilt would be my dependency injection framework and data store for storing shared preferences. But if it is at work for a production app, I would rather stick to XML for UI, view models for maintaining my state and the, all the other tested stable stuff. But either way, I would stick to the guidelines suggested in the developer portal. It has now been mature enough to stick to the basics and make life easier rather than running behind every new third-party library. Alright, with that said, I would like to wrap up this episode. You can find the links to the framework that we have discussed in the show notes of the episode. Happy coding and catch you all in the next episode. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify or Apple Podcasts.